By this point in our series, you will have chosen a growth strategy and put your marketing plan in place for that growth. The next step is what finances you may need in place in order to carry out these well thought out plans. Nowadays, there are so many ways to raise funds for your business, whether you are just starting out, planning a new growth project or working on an expansion. However, we know that it isn't just as easy as picking an off-the-shelf package and getting going. There are so many considerations and risks that you will need to consider as part of taking on any sort of finance into your business. I'm Charlotte and you are listening to Let's Get Down to Business, a podcast by A4G Chartered Accountants. We're an accountancy practice based in Kent with over 25 years of consistent growth. In this series, we will take you through each stage in your journey to growing your business and how to overcome the hurdles along the way so that you can achieve a healthy growing business that is less dependent on you. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Get Down to Business. Before I introduce our guest today, I just wanted to remind you to check out our Breakthrough Growth Programme, a programme designed to take you through every step of growing your successful business. Perhaps now more than ever, we all understand the security a well-oiled business can bring to you and your family. So whether you are just starting your journey or need the extra push to reach your ideal goals, this programme could be for you. Sign up or book a free discovery call now to discuss how we can tailor this programme to your business. To do this, head over to www.a4g-llp.co.uk forward slash business dash breakthrough forward slash growth or email us on inquiries at a4g-llp.co.uk. With me today is Will Richardson, partner at A4G Growth, who's going to clear up some of the fog around generating cash or finance into your business, as well as some of the alternative ways to generate cash, which you may not have thought of. Hi, Will. How are you? Hi, Charlotte. Yeah, and no, I'm well, thanks. Good, good. Um, so, Will, just to kick us off and for our listeners' benefit, could you just give us a brief background of who you are and what you do, please? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a partner in A4G Growth, which is a, uh, a sister company to uh, the main uh, accountancy practice. Uh, and the primary thing we do is we assist businesses, both A4G clients and non-clients, uh, to, to try and source the best forms of commercial finance uh, for their businesses. Uh, looking across the whole market and providing them with the advice they need in order to make, uh, you know, good, sound business decisions. Fantastic. So I know we're talking to the right person here. And as I mentioned in my introduction, I want to break down some of the barriers around how businesses can generate cash into their business. So we'll probably touch on the usual ways that people are aware of, such as, you know, borrowing from friends and family or taking out a high street bank loan. But it obviously would be great to cover some of the less common and more creative ways we've supported clients, hopefully get some of our listeners' brains whirring. So our listeners are going to be coming from different size businesses with different lending criteria. They're probably going to have different asset profiles, be operating within different industries, could be offering different services or products or both. And most importantly, they're going to have different appetites for risk. So a lot of what we discussed today is going to be a bit generic, but hopefully we can apply a bit of information around what types of funding would suit you and your business. And of course, we are available to discuss individual needs once you have digested this podcast. I am, however, going to need to include a word of caution here. That all funding options we discussed today come with risks, which can impact both your business and you personally. So if you are considering the need for finance in your business, I would strongly recommend you take some financial advice from a trusted advisor and ensure you have tight measures in place to keep an eye on your cash flow, set up your forecasts and plans to stretch your 
to test your stretch limits and monitor key cash metrics such as your debtor and credit days as well as your growth profit margins. So with that in mind and to get us started, Will, what would you say are the top three or four most common ways small to medium-sized businesses get financed into their business? And do you have any advice around navigating these smoothly? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it depends on where a business is in its business cycle. I mean, with startups, typically, uh, it tends to be, as you mentioned earlier, family and friends. Uh, you know, there are, there are grants available and stuff, and we'll touch on that later. But generally speaking, debt finance isn't the way to that most people will start a, a small to medium sized business. Uh, you could also speak to your, to your high street bank for lending. Uh, if you already bank with a high street bank and, and you've got a good uh, record with them, that may be also a sort of potential source of funding. Uh, there's also uh, there's crowdfunding uh, and there's also investment, which is where you know, external people will invest capital into your business. Uh, and then there are, for more mature businesses, there are also a whole suite of different types of borrowing, commercial lending, uh, which we will touch on uh, during the course of, uh, course of this podcast. Brilliant. And I suppose while we're looking at like the common ways, I guess, people raise finance, I know that there are some potentially hazardous options, shall we say, available with companies, you know, perhaps preying on some people's urgent need for that finance. And, and by this, I mean, using personal credit cards and potentially the worst of this payday loans. Could you just briefly run through some of the main issues people run into using these sorts of ways to generate cash for their business? Yeah, well, I think as a general rule of thumb, people shouldn't mix their personal finance with business finance. Mm. So, you know, if, if if you're starting a business business by using your own personal credit cards or, or by taking out payday loans, uh, uh, that is probably not a very good idea. And, and equally within the commercial finance market, there are what we might call sort of lower tier lenders uh, who are who will will lend on very very unfavorable terms. Uh, but will take a, a wider view of risks so may lend to people that potentially might have a difficulty in affording that borrowing. Uh, so I, I just think it's really all about affordability. You, you mentioned earlier in your sort of thing about being able to, you know, be, it's how important it is to set forecasts and, and, and track your cash flow, et cetera. Well, similarly, when you're starting a business up, the important thing to do is to, uh, is to have a business plan and to, uh, to have some forecasts and, and only borrow uh, within within what that what, what that information is telling you that, that is affordable. Brilliant, and 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 I think that's that's right about affordability. So if we stick with lending options for a minute, there are all sorts of finance options for businesses around securing their business activities around that lending. Could you maybe just run through some of the common ones which crop up and how they work? Yeah, I, I mean that, there are many many different forms of commercial finance, and even within each type of commercial finance there are different flavors but generally speaking i mean it really breaks down you've got commercial loans which could be from a high street bank but there are also many off high street lenders now commercial mm -hmm. loans tend to be what's called a term loan so they're for a fixed period of time generally three or five years uh they're nearly always on a fixed interest rate uh sometimes you will have to provide personal guarantees to support those uh, mm -hmm. Even on some occasions, they might even need to be secured against a property, uh, and it's just a, it's a loan that's injected straight into the business as uh, uh, into your cash flow cycle. Uh, you've also got what's called asset finance, which is effectively when you're using your 
your balance sheet in a way to 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 raise funding. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be done in two ways, really. It can be done against new assets, uh, and it can be done against existing assets, i.e., assets that you already own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the different types of assets. Well, traditionally, an asset was always something you could touch and feel, and 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 if needs be, could be taken back and resold. So it would be equipment, vehicles, that type of thing. But there are also now some lenders will finance soft assets, which is things like. Say if you want if your business wants to buy some expensive software to improve efficiencies, uh, but you but you want to finance that, then you, this can also be done and, and regarded as an asset. Mm-hmm. You've also got a thing called invoice finance. Uh, in the old days, it used to be called invoice factoring. Uh, this is mm-hmm. where effectively lenders will advance money against your debtor book. So you mm-hmm. so you have your clients who might owe you. Uh, let's say a hundred thousand pounds, but they don't pay you for sixty days or more. Maybe well, you can actually effectively raise money against those invoices, and, and a lender will advance you a percentage of the value of those invoices immediately. You raise the invoice, uh, you then pay a, a sort of a monthly fee, and on top of that, you also pay an interest rate on the money's borrowed. So that's another form. Uh, stock supply chain finance is very very prevalent in the retail trade. Uh, where effectively you, you're raising money against uh, the stock that you hold or that you've purchased. Uh, the stock forms the security for the loan, and then the lender will extend you a, a loan or a line of credit against that stock. Uh, and then we've got more traditional stuff, commercial mortgages. If people want to buy commercial property, they work very much like uh, a normal domestic mortgage would. They used to com- to buy a commercial property. That can be you could be a business that wants to buy your own premises and, and occupy them yourselves. You might be somebody who wants to buy a commercial premises as a buy-to-let investment. Uh, again, generally terms are from 10 years, probably up to about 25 years. Uh, and there are lenders, or the high street will provide commercial mortgages, but also uh, there are plenty of off-high street lenders that will also do that as well. Similarly, sticking on the property element, development loans, if someone's Developing a site, you you need short-term finance over 12 to 24 months uh, that will be secured against the site itself. Uh, and then other areas like uh, bridging finance, uh, if someone needs to bridge a period of time uh, between a cash flow cycle, then you can provide short-term loans. These can be anything from three months up to probably about 24 months. So, you know, and, and there are other forms as well. Uh, we touched earlier, we mentioned uh, crowdfunding. Uh, this is where you have a platform that links lots of individuals who, who want to lend money out to get a return on their money. But you have borrowers on the other side and the, and the platform connects the two. Uh, and again, they tend to be in the form of a commercial loan. So it's a term loan, generally three or five years at a fixed interest rate. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that, you know, there are there are there are myriad different different types of commercial finance out in the market. Wow. And that's fantastic. I mean, it's just eye-opening to see how many options there are when it comes to to being able to get finance and that, you know, if one potentially doesn't work out or you don't qualify for it, there is many lots of, you know, different types of finance, ways you can finance to explore. And I think that's what the whole point of this podcast is, to try and give people information about how and where they can look and that it's a very wide market um, and you know, there's just a couple of avenues you need to go down. Yeah, sorry, Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think also what a lot of people don't 
probably aren't aware of what I'd call the off high street commercial lending market. So mm-hmm. they, you know, people will think generally about the high street bank. Maybe they have their personal account with that bank as well. But in actual fact, there are so many uh, uh, sort of tier two and tier three lenders uh, uh, who are operating not so much in full view, but are operating through intermediaries such as ourselves, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, and, and looking to, and, and they have funds available to lend to businesses. And a lot, a lot of the time I find myself engaging with people, they really weren't aware that there was this, this other, other route to accessing uh, finance for their business. Yeah. So where could our listeners go to start exploring these options and get access to some of these finance options then? Well, um, um, many of them, I mean, as with everything in life, obviously, uh, using the, the Internet is, is is not a bad start, although, you know, there will be bad lenders as well as there's good lenders advertising themselves on the Internet. So a degree of caution uh, needs to be exercised. But in a sense, that's really what part of what I do in, in that people come to me or they're referred to me. And then I will, I, I, you know, I have relationships or as an intermediary, as do many other intermediaries with a lot of these organizations and then we will we will look to to uh to the to the best uh type and also within that type the best lender to meet a client's needs oh fantastic um i wanted just to touch on programs that i have been aware of made aware of such as incubators and accelerators which offer finance to ambitious startup businesses however these sound a bit more medical than financial so could you just explain what these are and when we may choose to explore this as a finance option yeah i think i think these these type of opportunities they're they're mostly uh funds some of them i mean i i do have a relationship one fund that's attached to a university that would probably fall within this in within this category, and they're mm-hmm. they're very much probably groups of investors who've have have they could be individuals mm-hmm. or they could be uh, institutions that've got together to create investment funds. Uh, but generally speaking, they are looking for uh, you know very quite high growth startup or or maybe not startups, maybe maybe businesses that are a year to eighteen months down the line, but are showing very a high degree of promise. Uh, a lot of them tend to be quite tech-based, although not exclusively, but that's where they're seeing a lot of the high growth. And, and, and that's really what they're looking for. Maybe your tradition, more traditional uh, person who's starting up an SME probably wouldn't be, in, in maybe in the more traditional industries or trades, wouldn't be appropriate for this. So it is very much around creative arts and creativity and tech those are the sort of areas that I would uh, I would look to to approach those type of organisations. Oh, brilliant! Well, that's really interesting to know as well. Like, so what sort of industry you know that this finance is targeted at? And if anyone's listening, and any you know, especially in the last couple of years, where people are probably being more creative and, and generating more things, knowing that maybe something different out there is 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 a good one um so obviously this um episode isn't just about raising finance you know generating cash can be done in a number of ways um and some of which come in the form of grants so these have been probably a bit of a hot topic um as i'm sure you're aware will over the last couple of years um but grants have always been available in some respects to certain industries at various times so could you just run us through some of the current grants available to small businesses where and how they can access these and maybe some of the hurdles that you're aware of currently with regards to these yeah well I think there's there's two areas really there's there's some more 
sort of long-running schemes that are operated by the government. Uh, so, uh, you know, businesses that are very innovative can look to to use R&D claims as a way of, of, uh, of generating cash into the business. Uh, and that's that research and that's research yeah. and development. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Research and development. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, this is it, it, it's very much for businesses that are, as I say, are, are innovating in the way they're working. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are plenty of uh, R&D consultants out there that you can talk to without having to pay anything who will. And, and also your accountants probably will be able to give, give you a guideline of whether they think you qualify or not. Mm-hmm. And R&D grants are basically made to HMRC uh, or applications for grants are made to HMRC. And the way it works is if, if you're a profitable business, it's then done in the form of, 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 of uh, tax credits against your corporation tax. Or if you're innovating but you're still in a loss-making situation, then it can actually generate uh, sort of cash payments into your business. Uh, but, I, but before doing this, I, I think it's something that you would need to take advice, probably talk to your accountant or to an R&D expert about uh so and similarly there are there are there are there are other schemes around uh uh around more local government uh some of these have come out of of the the, the pandemic and covid but also some of them have come about really more have been sort of operating for for some period of time and it's where effectively central government is using the local government to distribute cash to try and uh to try and incentivize and 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 and, and generate business uh, I mean, a, a good website to look at if, if you're interested in these. It's called the Kenton Midway. Uh, 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 it's sorry, let me just check it. Uh, yeah, it's the Kenton Midway Growth Hub. It's a website, and it, and it lists sort of lots of grants and loan schemes that are operating. But just to give you an idea of some of them, you've got there's a Kenton Midway Business Fund, which is available. There's a South East Business Boost. Uh, there was a first round of South East Business Boost. Uh, Sort of eighteen months ago, I think it was, and then now on to Southeast Business Boost two. So it's the second round of funding, mm-hmm. uh, so that can be applied to. And I, I, I've got two or three clients I know have applied successfully to that. Uh, there is a process to go through, but in a sense, the process is quite good for businesses because you you need to produce a business plan. Uh, in some instances, you may have to be sort of interviewed by a, a panel of people, uh, which may seem daunting to businesses, but in actual fact, in a funny sort of way, it's quite a good discipline for them to go through uh mm, there's definitely. a specific fund called creative england which is for the for the creative sector again where there are grants around there's also a thing called low carbon southeast which is another fund to encourage low carbon uh, companies to undertake low carbon schemes uh for, for startups there's quite a good scheme uh, it's called the startup mentoring scheme so you get a little bit of startup funding, but you also get some expertise and some mentoring around it, which uh, I think can be very sort of, it's the sort of thing that, you know, startup businesses, when when money's tight, it's quite difficult to, to, to afford. So getting it through the scheme is, 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 a, is a good way of doing that. Yeah, uh, definitely. There's a growth scheme aimed at manufacturers, uh, so which is worth looking at. Uh, and then there's another... Uh, there's some funding around skills and employment. So effectively, it's looking to encourage businesses to employ, et cetera. So, and and that, that's just a few of the schemes. There are, there are a number of other schemes that, that are operating. But as I say, that the Kenton Medway Growth Hub for businesses in, in our locality uh, is, a, is a good place to start. Brilliant. 
Um, I think that the whole point of this raising finance is actually build some practices in, even if it is just going to your friends and family, like you say, having a business plan, going through the procedure, it will just set you up. You know, we're talking about growth here, you know, so hopefully businesses are going to be going for finance for bigger projects and growing their business. But having some of the basic disciplines of knowing your forecasts, doing your stretch forecast, looking at your cash flow you know, putting in your forecast, all of those things, I think whether you're just going to get a few thousand pounds from friends and family or a larger sum for a business bank, having those, you know, structures in place for how you will go about raising your finance is really important. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And in fact, it's quite interesting because when I, you know, when I work with clients to to make finance applications, I, you know, I come across different types of levels of preparedness, but the businesses generally that I go into that that have all the tools about so I they're looking after their finances properly, they've got up-to-date management information, you know, ideally they have a business plan, they they have cash flow, they budget, etc. The reality of those businesses, they are much, much more likely to get an approval for for, mm-hmm. for commercial finance than other businesses that I go into, whereby you know, they've almost got to create this overnight in order to make the application. And very often, you know, it's quite difficult and time consuming to do that. So so generally speaking, businesses that are well run from a financial standpoint have a much better chance of being successful as and when they need to to, to generate uh, to, to generate commercial finance into their business. Yeah, brilliant. I think that's a very important point, isn't it? You know, what we're already talking about in through our podcast is having sound financial information can aid you in many more ways. Um, you know, not just raising finance, you know, but I guess after we've gone through all of these options, it can be a bit mind boggling about what is on offer. And one of the key concerns I'm going to guess a lot of business owners may have is, you know, why would I choose investment over borrowing, for example, you know, is there something you can shed some light for us on this? Yeah, again, I think I think uh, in some cases it's not a question of one or the other. It, it, it's uh, uh, so early cycle businesses, so startups, generally speaking, are much more likely to be. That's going to be through investment uh, and possibly some grants money, grant money as well. So, and that investment very often is going to be could be friends and family, it could be yourself putting your own money in. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it could be friends or family. Potentially, you could also encourage some external investors. Uh, so I would say early cycle businesses, so businesses that are startups or maybe in the early part of their business cycle, are really much more likely to be investment. And there isn't really much uh, or the prospect of any significant borrowing around those businesses. Once you get into more mature businesses, it then becomes more of an, an interesting dynamic, really. Uh, you know there are there are there are pros and cons to both sides. Uh, the great thing about in in you know in, in investment can be very good, particularly if the investor is someone that can add value to your business in terms of expertise or bringing new clients and business into into your business. Uh, so that you know that can add a lot of value to your to you. Uh, but whereas borrowing obviously becomes an overhead to the business, there's a cost to it. There's repayments to be made, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At the same time, very often in the long term, investment can be more expensive because uh, if your business is successful and you've sold 50% of it to somebody, then uh, over the next 5, 10, 15 years, however long you run that successful business, you're going to be having to uh, deliver a return on that 50% to that investor. 
Whereas if you'd built your business through borrowing and you pay down the loan, say if it's a straight commercial loan, you pay it down over after five years, after five years, you've got rid of the loan and you still own 100% of your business. And the interest you've paid on the borrowing is probably less than you would have paid out to the investor. So I think it's it's, it's almost impossible in a, in a podcast like this to really advise which is the best because I think they both have their merits. Uh, it will uh, depend on where, as I say, where you are in your business cycle, the reason you need to generate funds. And again, I would say, you know, take advice. I mean, again, speak to, you know, if you have a either an accountant or a business advisor or a consultant you work with, uh, you know, seek some external advice. Or even if you have a, a business mentor or someone you know who's, who's, whose uh, commercial uh, opinions you trust, uh, speak to them and explain your, your situation and they will, they will get, hopefully give you some sound advice. So, you know, th- th- there's values to both approaches. Uh, it really does depend, depend upon where you are with your business and why it is exactly that you're, you need to generate investment or, or borrowing into the business. Brilliant. Um, I really like that, Will. Thank you. Um, do you have any last pieces of you know, practical advice then today for our listeners on generating cash and financing to their business? Uh, I think the, the first thing I'd say is don't, uh, if it's at all possible, don't make a hasty decision. Don't go to the, the first option that you come across uh, and sign on the dotted line and take it, uh, and take the money. Uh, look around. Possibly you could use you know, as, as, as you know, a commercial finance consultant to to help you and to, and to enable you to look at the different options that are available. I'd be very aware of guarantees as well, because many many business commercial loans will require at least a personal guarantee. Uh, if not, sometimes in some situations, they may even want bricks and mortar security, so the loan would be secured against a property that could be your home, it could be a uh, an investment property you have. You know, with personal guarantees, uh, you might want to take legal advice if you've never signed a personal guarantee before because, you know, the reality of – we can't go into the details of personal guarantees here, but the reality of them is that it does mean that the lender should, for any whatever reason, should you default on the loan, should the borrower default on the loan, the lender does have a legal right to uh, recourse to you as an individual to try and recover – uh, that loan so that you know it does you know, before you sign a personal guarantee make sure you've i would say take some legal advice and understand it and similarly with you know if you're if you're putting a property up as security you'll be signing an agreement to that effect again i would take legal advice so i think uh, you know that's an area where often people are very very uh, there's a degree of urgency or they're very keen to, to generate this money into their business because hopefully it's to it's to finance a new contract or growth or whatever it is, and they don't take the time to look at the detail that sits behind the agreement. So, so that's one area I think it, a lot of people overlook. Most of the time, it doesn't matter because they repay the loan successfully, but there are also occasions whereby, unfortunately, those sort of things do come back to uh, to bite people down the line. So, uh, so yeah, so that's one area that I would uh, I, I would I would uh, I would counsel caution on. Brilliant. Fantastic, Will. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. No, pleasure. 
I think the key thing to take away from today is that whatever your finance needs are now or in the future, there is a solution or a combination of solutions that will suit you and your business. The best way to start is to simply have a chat to someone who can help you make the right decisions, both for the short and long term, rather than jumping straight into the quickest or easiest form of finance available to you right now. Next week, we are joined by some very special guests to talk us through their journey of growing several very successful businesses. And I cannot wait to share with you what they have learned along the way. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We are A4G and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn at A4G Chartered Accountants. Alternatively, check out our website www.a4g-llp.co.uk which is full of free tools, guidance and plenty of food for thought to help support you with running your successful business. I've been your host today, Charlotte, and this is Let's Get Down to Business.